All right, welcome into the Oak and Steel podcast. You've got Michael Cleary here in the Moundsview Roaster studio, and I'm joined by my cousin, Matt Sutter. He's over in the First Dew Construction Basement Lounge today. How's it going, everybody? Not bad, not bad. We're here on, uh, it's actually Saturday, the 13th of May, um, day before Mother's Day. Wish we could have got this out there for those of you that waited uh, to think of your mother's. Uh, but we didn't get it out until after the fact. So hopefully you spent the day, uh, on Sunday and celebrated, celebrated the lovely ladies out there that are mothers. That's right. What do you got planned? You guys got anything planned for mother's day? Uh, yeah, we're going to mother's day brunch, you know, we're going to be out in the abyss with all the people for mother's day brunch. But, um, yeah, that, and just finishing up some weekend projects here and, um, Right back to Monday. <laughs> right back to Monday. I gotta, I gotta say, I got one of those Pit Boss, um, like griddle tops. It's a two burner. Yeah, she puts out some pretty good food. <laughs> so might have to, might have to fire that baby up tomorrow for mom and a little bacon and make the neighbors jealous. And yeah. this is a smoker. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a griddle top, like the type you see when you're at like a at a bar. Um, it's got the nonstick stuff on there don't have yep. to see so the, there's really like the big name in the griddle world is black was it black top or black stone black stone it is you so you got, got a griddle you got a griddle top yeah small one like a tabletop deal yep okay so this is like they the one i have is more of like an actual like grill st- style the gas is you know uh, mounted on the bottom or whatnot yeah. and you can take actually the cool thing about the pit boss Shout out to Pit Boss if you want to sponsor the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing that a whole bunch tonight, just so you know. Um, the uh, you can actually pull it up out of there, and you can turn it into a tabletop. So it's it's got the base that rolls around like a grill, and then yeah. you can you can take it over and set it up on like. So if I ever want to head up north or something like that, I can throw it in throw it in the van and head on head on down the road. If you if you ever run into my cousins, your your side of the family, uh, and you run in and you talk to him about uh, Bob. Oh, jeez! Just, I mean, once he found this Blackstone thing, yeah, it changed his life. Yeah, and his his uh, siblings. That's all I heard about how much he loves this Blackstone, and it really did change our way of life out out west when we were cooking out there in the mountains, elk hunting. Like, it, sure, it's really nice, and he's like a. He's like a professional chef with that thing. Are you kidding me? Well, daytime do running running carpet and nighttime just chef boyardee. I mean, I, the when we go to Canada fishing and then when we go out west hunting, those are some of the weeks I look forward to having Bob's cooking. Okay, because you know, it's it's pretty good, but it's not healthy, uh, and it's not. Um, referencing hygiene, it's not. <laughs> I don't want to say like in a bad way, but like you're just putting meat, vegetables. I mean, all everything gets touched with your hands, and it all just goes on there, and yeah. it all gets cooked in butter, and it's all it's all very good food. But um, yeah, he loves his <laughs> his flat top. When's the last time you've been out west doing doing the hunting? I know him. I know him and Sean go out there. But didn't I don't know. They take my uncle along with them too. They still go out there. I I stopped going last year. It was my first year not going, and I'm not going again this year. Um, 
that's pretty tough the way they're the west has made non-resident hunting oh really easy and it costs a lot of money there's no guarantees um and you know going out there as a group of five or six only one of you can maybe get a tag so like to take our whole show on the road for one person it's really tough um but bob loves it out there and I mean, he, that, there's nowhere else he wants to be. So he's going to do whatever he has to. I'm pursuing other, other things, other animals to hunt in the fall and, you know, going that route. Do you deer hunt anymore? No. I was going to say, I haven't been out. I, since my girls were born, I haven't gone. Uh, not to get into the conspiracy theories, but I just heard something today that in Wisconsin, they were injecting deer with COVID. What? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Now, I will say, what I was listening to, they were jumping all over the board with conspiracy theories, but that was just one I heard. You got, Joe, you got Joe Rogan on? I guess he's the one that said it. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that's. I mean, I wouldn't put it put it put it past him there. I got uh, a I, I got a buddy that reached out. He he's a sh- listener of the show. Okay. Well, he uh he's got he's got two podcasts he listens to oh Joe Rog- Joe Rogan and Oak and Steel oh. <laughs> so, so I guess we're we're in with him I guess <laughs> all right you can just do a guest spot for him now yeah jeez um, anyway well, so yeah no I don't really deer hunt I mean okay I, what what I grew up seeing I mean you remember oh, yeah. I mean, the hunting party you know the herds of deer all over. It's just, it, it hasn't been the same since CWD and this whole thing. Right. And I just kind of grew away from it. And obviously, you know, the hunting party isn't a thing anymore at the farm. And it's just right. not, not what I remember as a kid. And that's exactly why I stopped. Yeah. Cause it, I, that was, that was what you remembered. Like, so it would be, it'd be get everyone, you know, come, everyone's rolling in mm-hmm. and we're all coming out. And I, I, we were just a hill over from you. Yeah. Um, so we'd get there. At, you wouldn't see anybody the first morning, but then about, you know, nine or 10 o'clock when you all came back, you all settled up at grandma's yep. and grandpa's and talked about what you saw. And yep. then there's maybe, there maybe had some naps had grandma's <laughs> grandma's famous sourdough cookies. Did, did your grandma ever do those? Um, uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know where grandma picked it up, but it's just like my, like in my family, like Danielle, my cousin, Danielle, she like, she's going to like a graduation or something like that. And she's got grandma making her cookies. Like that's, (laughs) they're going to Colorado with them. (laughs) So yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. So I'll have to snag you some this, this winter when, when cookie season rolls around. Uh, Send them with your grandpa next time he trolls through our farm and heckles me and my grandpa. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of, maybe maybe we can actually dive into the topic that we would, that pertains to what our show is about. All right, go on. I uh, I made it out to the farm for a visit. Yes, first, you did. First time since before I could drive, I had to be <laughs> delivered out there the last time I was there. <laughs> and what's changed? I mean, I obviously your building is is up, but I. Honestly, I don't remember. We were just shooting bow and arrow when I was down there the one time. But you know the the shed seems pretty cleaned out, and you know you got everything. It seemed pretty well organized there. That was a funny question you asked my grandpa about finding any arrows in the grass. Is that I take it that's happened before? 
No, but like, I know exactly what you were saying back when we were kids and we had that old bow and arrow, that old recurve green fiberglass recurve with an orange arrow. If this is the one you're talking about and we just shoot it in the air and just go (laughs) chase the arrow. I don't remember that. Okay. So that was not what I was referring to. I was referring to the one time I came down and you had, you were kind of already set up with your bow kind of obsession and i came down with my dad's like antique compound bow the first one they ever made and i'm pulling that thing back as a you know teenager and like having it was a struggle yeah and we we were firing them at a target but i think we i think we lost two or three of them but just went straight into the grass and just got woven down into the canopy of the grass and i don't know that we ever there's been I, a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've done that to dozens of arrows, I'm sure. Sure. Or I just spike them into the barn boards on the barn and I got to dig them out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to say I was pretty impressed so we're, I you had a you had a you had I was going to do some inspecting, but I didn't think after <laughs> after your grandpa got done with you, I didn't think I needed to do any inspecting. He gave yeah. me the gave you the ringer there. He's so funny. But I do like this welding project, you know, this trailer I'm working on. I mean, it's in shambles. Somebody would look at this trailer and say, why are you wasting your time? But hey, first of all, I'm refining and getting back in touch with an old skill welding and stick welding, um, you know, at that, because that's all we have down there. And I don't know, I kind of want to master stick welding again. And so I'm using this trailer project to go after that but i'm also always looking for grandpa's input approval but i still have a plan in my head that i'm going to stick with i'm just letting him kind of absorb some of it but i'm taking some criticism too you know because i'm i'm interested in what he has to say about about welds and when he was leaning into me with that one weld i didn't i just let him have it but i turned the power up on the welder because I wasn't getting what I wanted and it was really, it just was too much power. So I had to turn it back down and just work with that power and just had to refine my technique. But sure. yeah, he thought I was spitter spatter in a, <laughs> a weld with no connection really. Oh yeah. He was pulling that one apart he's in there poking, poking <laughs> it around, dusting off the, the, it just, just look, looking it over and finding the holes and everything. Yeah. yeah. But, Whatever. I mean, yeah. he's got he's got miles of welds out there that I'm not going to go analyze. But yeah, but yeah. So you gave me the tour. We uh, I got to see kind of your game plan for the hopes and dreams for the future, and yeah. and uh, still something in a crate. I'm not going to not going <laughs> to talk. We're not talk about that. But hopefully this summer we'll be able to get down there. And this time I won't bring. Line and Kugel Summer Shandy, apparently, because you're uh, not. It wasn't manly enough. It, just the the Bush lattes is, is is the next. Is I, I won't make the mistake twice. <laughs> I mean, actually, it wasn't too bad, but I, it's not the daily driver. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. So, uh, yeah. So, the, would you, I guess the last uh, when I left, you were just kind of wrapping up where you were going to mount the kind of the pivot point on on the back end there how did are you, have you done anything else have you been or you've been standing back at the house working on stuff at home no i stopped in i was out there yesterday morning friday morning 
and I didn't record anything. I didn't even have time to start welding. And this project's been kicked down the road a little bit because I at two in the afternoon, I'm like, oh, I could go work on the trailer for an hour or two, but I got to bust all that stuff out, get my head wrapped back around it. And I'm just like, man, I'll just do something else, clean the shop or, you know, whatever. So the last couple of days I was like, these days are only for this. And I left sure. stuff lay and went right back to it the next day. So I got some good progress, but yesterday morning I stopped down and I put those ramps on mm-hmm. and actually put them back on the trailer, how they were minus those couple eyelets that I was laying out. And just to see where the ramps have to live and where the log arch can coincide with that. And then the ramps and the log arch can't be on the trailer at once, but I need to place those eyelets. So, both can work. Sure. I and understand. I, I got the, after the fact, when you were kind of were shooting the video, I could understand then that you were looking more for essentially so that the ramps could go on at one point in time and then the arch could go on at a different point in time and they'd still work seamlessly, yeah. either whichever one was on at a time. Yeah. And unfortunately, it, the arch is going to have to be cantilevered outside that outside eyelet. Mm. but worst case I ditch the ramps you know the ramps don't work and I have to put on another eyelet you know on the outside to almost sandwich the arch which is going to be even better yet that's that's kind of what I'm thinking you're going to end up needing to do is is to put it make a sandwich out of that yeah because you're going to have I I don't know that there'll be a ton of weight on it but at certain points in time there's going to be enough weight that I I I worry that you you would want to kind of bend down that that uh rod or whatever you're gonna feed through there so yeah oh we're gonna find out yeah (laughs) and i'm gonna laugh and say well son of a gun yeah (laughs) and i cut that off so i get it home yeah (laughs) so yeah i'm excited i i don't know what my next this week coming up is but boy i really hope to to get it up there but hey i might have to take you up on that cutting those parts so All right. we'll do a reverse shop tour yeah and we'll cut those uh, arch parts just uh come up there and just be done with it sure you're welcome to the welder too if you want to do that uh, hold on now don't get me going on a new skill pushing and pulling and yeah. MIG welding and stick welding i'm gonna get all confused yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well and i guess something i should probably talk about is that that uh the tool shaming the tool shaming was a, uh, there was some comments. I definitely caught a little heat from this. Yeah. Okay. And then you're going to follow up with the mower because uh, you've gotten a couple mowings in by now, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Today, today, in fact, okay. I, I'm a pretty big fan of the mower. So, okay. We'll, we'll start off with the fact that the, the Milwaukee bros, they were, they were out in full force after the fact <laughs> I was, uh, I was catching, catching heat. Uh, Jordan, the spitter spatter farmer man, yeah, was he let me have it. He was even letting you have it a little bit about the power between Milwaukee and Dewalt, and he he's he's very set on Milwaukee being more powerful and a better a better brand, and that's fine because yeah. he probably uses it as a mechanic, right, or as a farmer. Yeah, as a farmer. Yeah, I don't need power for woodworking. Sure, I that's not. That's not what I need. I need it for, yeah, for if I'm trying to wrench on the razor or something, but nothing I have is that that huge. So sure. 
I would agree with him on that. So, but what I use my tools for, I don't need big, heavy Milwaukee stuff. Right. Right. Well, and then I got, I was catching it from the other guy uh, that listens to Joe Rogan. Yeah. He was, give, he was, he was giving it to me too, about <laughs> about using Ryobi. So uh, uh, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Well, and then I don't know, he doesn't talk about it, but the old man must be listening to the show or something because I walk into the shop on what is it Wednesday or Thursday? And there's a Milwaukee pack out brand new with the tags <laughs> on it still. And I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Now I'll give Milwaukee this credit. I have DeWalt's version of like their wheelie tote system. Mm-hmm. And Milwaukee has endless storage and, you know, compartmentization and, and organization. Whereas the DeWalt stuff is just three different sizes of openness with sure. maybe a couple little trays in it. Like I will give Milwaukee that, but. I'm still not going to go get a pack out system because that's just not how I function. Sure. If I had to, if I had to rank it from my experience so far, and I, I mean, I haven't seen the DeWalt stuff enough. I know a little bit of what it looks like. Um, I would definitely say Milwaukee is the best pack out. And then I think the, the rigid ones are, are pretty well, like pretty well done as well. We use, um, we use the rigid pack out for, just all of our pneumatics. So I have all of the air fittings, this, that stuff, those um, push push to connect uh, oh, yeah. fittings that I gave you. Mm-hmm. Um, we keep all those organized in the half inch fittings got a tote. The three eighths fittings have a tote. The quarter inch ha- or quarter inch have a, have a tote. Um, and it's, it's pretty slick. They, those are nice and they, they're kind of like the briefcase style. Um, and then they kind of interlock and yeah, I've been, pretty happy with those now do they have their latching and lid system designed so you can grab it with it not being closed so when you pick it up all your parts don't fall out all over the floor uh you still got the buckles on the front so like you you have to buckle it i i I mean if you bought if you if you latch the bottom one to the top one then you could you wouldn't necessarily have to have the bottom one closed. Okay. But one of the top, the very top one better be latched or you'll still lose it. But otherwise they they're nice. I do like the Milwaukee how it kind of clicks in. And the other thing that Milwaukee's done um, that I think is better is the storage systems. They've got that those nice like wall racking kind of where yeah. you can just, you can like lift them up and slot them down. Yeah. Oh, it's that's slick. Have you seen, I don't know, I'm not going to go digging through Instagram. Is it working with Matt? Do you know that account? Mm, not offhand. It's, he's got like a job trailer and it is Milwaukee. Oh. Yeah. Do you know which one I'm talking about now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's impressive though. Like I was like, whoo wee, that is, that is nice to look at, but I, <laughs> you got about $20,000 in stuff hanging on your walls in there. There's there's one thing in the scroll that got my like and got my giggle. Um, some Milwaukee, the whole wall is all Milwaukee. It's all, it's in like a shop. It's all Milwaukee stuff. And right in the middle, there's a bare spot right where an outlet is, and the outlet doesn't have a cover on it. <laughs> in the comment section, was <laughs> tearing this guy up about all this Milwaukee stuff, and you can't put an outlet cover over right, an outlet. Right, right. ninety nine cent outlet cover. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Well, the, no one in Milwaukee. They probably got a Milwaukee cover that they could have bought and stuck on there. Probably. 
Jeez. I will say um, the back wall of my shop, which you never got into. I never got in there, no. But we'll have you back. That whole back wall of my shop is going to be a tool wall. Not like Milwaukee stuff, but like all my planes, all my hand tools. It's sure. going to be a showpiece for all all that stuff. I'll have to send you, maybe I've already sent it to you, that one that one fella that does a lot of um, kind of just different tool videos and things like that. He's a woodworker. Uh-huh. I should find it while we're talking. Um, he's got, he, he had a pretty interesting um, kind of storage system that for, for his wall that I, that I came across, I'll find it and send it to you at some point and maybe share it out on the page. A lot of the popular ones are French cleat, you know, where you just match two pieces of wood together and it hangs off of that. But I'm, I'm not going that route. Oh no, this is like a fine, a finished, like aluminum, like, or some sort of metal powder coated, oh. like there's different holes for yeah. interlocking it in. It's, it's pretty, pretty cool. I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's anything that you need or not, but. Eh, I'm going to keep metal out of the wood shop. Yeah. Keep metal <laughs> in the machine shed. <laughs> that works for me. Um, so yeah. And then the, uh, the mower was, she's, she's gotten pretty nice. I'm pretty happy with it. So yeah. okay. I, it's got this, it's got this different thing with it where, you know, normally when you, when you have a gas powered mower, you just pull the throttle like cable down and, um, and then some of them you can kind of like trigger the, the wheels yep. certain ways. This one, you got to do it with your thumbs. So oh. it's, it's different, but it, once you kind of get the hang of it, it's, it's nothing. Can you feather that at all? Kind of yeah, like yeah, a yeah. cable, cable power drive. You can kind of squeeze it. You know, and so it's, it's just it's just how much you push down with your okay. thumb will kind of be the, how you feather it. But sure. all right, it's, I don't know. It handles my hill, and you know, living around here, how the hills are. I yeah. don't know if you, what your yard's like, but mine, we've got like a forty-five degree pitch going up, maybe <laughs> even more going up the back hill. Now, do you go sideways or up and down? Or I I go straight up rolling the, that thing over. Or what? I go straight up the hill, straight <laughs> up, straight down. We double liner. We we get the chunky chunky stripes and. Yeah, we threw down some a little bit of fertilizer, some of the Ryan Ryan Nor lawn care stuff. So she's green right now. I got. I'm dealing with a little bit of. Uh, I don't know if it's like a fungus of some sort, a little yellow, it. like like a yellow spot or whatever they call that, where the leaf gets weird and kind of tingy. Half, half my yard is that fungus yeah. that, like, you could pull it up like a carpet, and it's black dirt underneath it. Oh, you might have grubs, my friend. Uh, when usually, usually, if the root system is taken out, you got grubs. I don't know what I got, but I got oh. a fenced-in yard with two dogs in it, also. So yeah, I don't that, really it, care. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the pee spots in the yard at my house are from from Gus. Are enough that the front, as long as he stays out of the front, and just let let the front look nice, and people can people can drive by and give it a look. But the backyard is what it is. I will say the backyard or the front yard, I started to treat. I finally started to take out my dandelion crop. Yeah. Not very well, but it's starting. Not in May, I hope, because it's no mo May. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I'm fine with that, but uh, I don't have a whole week to get my yard back after. No, I oh, celebrated no mo March, so I think we're good. I think I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one, right? The one where the snow is still on it and you right. can't mow it. Yep. So 
what else do I got here? Um, oh, this is a nice little tidbit. The fine folks at uh, at Brunt Workwear. Have you heard of these guys? Yes, I have. They sent me a pair of shorts. What? No. Yeah, I paid for them with my credit card, but oh, they okay. sent them to cool. me. <laughs> yep. Maybe someday they'll send me some free stuff, but I'm gonna give them a try. I get through the got got a pair of shorts, and we'll see how they work, how they come. I, I never, I don't know about you, but like I get sucked into all the algorithms for these clothing companies and yeah. coffee companies and stuff like that because of what I'm looking at at the internet. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just get it's like ad after ad after ad, and I'm like. This is like the one time I'm like, ah, try it. So gotcha. I got the shorts. We'll see how, how they stand up because just with all the stuff we do in the shop, it'd be nice to have a little, something a little more durable than when it gets so warm. Wear some shorts. Yeah. They yeah, might have I, some bibs for you, Matthew. Well, I could. May, well, we'll see how after I get done with all my welding spitter spatter, if I have any, if I still have <laughs> bibs left. After. You might have cutoffs as well. Yeah. Cut off bibs. Yeah. Um, one other thing here that I, I was going to share out is, uh, I always, I don't know if anybody else is like me, but when you're surfing around on the internet, if you come across a page, that's fun, it's just fun to watch what they can do and they, and they showcase it. Mm -hmm. Um, I started watching cutting, it's called cutting edge engineering, cutting edge engineering. It's a guy out of Australia. He's by himself. I think he's just, it's just him and a, and I don't know if it's his girlfriend, wife, or just a gal that runs the does like the books for him. But he he essentially um, has a machine shop all to himself, and he's doing lathe work on these pieces that are 10, 15 feet long, and he it's all stuff that goes on like excavating equipment. Hmm. So like if it's it's anything from like those big graders to like um, dozers and things like that, and he's he's fixing he's fixing things like that require a um a bushing he's true and true and things up and uh, it just the stuff that the guy does and like his welding is incredible like the stuff that he can do so i get i thought I'd give it a, it's i found him on facebook mainly but i think he's got he does a lot of stuff on instagram and and youtube as well so if you're looking for somebody to to look at for some metalworking stuff cutting edge engineering out of australia yeah don't look at me You'd still like it. You can't no, just saying, don't look at me us. for metal work. Oh, I know, but if you, it'd still be fun to watch. I mean, I think you'd still get a kick out of watching what he can do because it's. I mean, even you, it doesn't take somebody that's in the field to appreciate what the guy like looking at his final the stuff that he kicks out of his shop by by himself. Yeah. So, got a question for you? A little okay. question. <laughs> you nervous? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. So, what is the What's the status or the take on the coffee mug for you? Oh, now, what, what I'm where I'm going with this is: Are you are you are you washing it? Does it a cert, Do you have a certain one? What's the status? Because you saw me throwing around the uh, Moundsview Roasters coffee mug. That's the one here. I got it here. I got got this from a place up in in just outside of Appleton, Wisconsin. They make these customized. And uh, they, I got a set of them made. I still got a couple left if you want one. Oh. Um, but she doesn't, uh, she doesn't see a lot of cleaning. And I think that's, you got to keep it that way. Cause you got to, if you wash all out the good stuff, then, then all of a sudden you got to start from square one again. So it, where are you at? Where, just tell me where you're at with the coffee mug situation. It's called patina. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm right there with you. I, 
I had to set stern rules in this household of what happens with my coffee cup. And it's been honored. And it wasn't much of a fight, but there was a lack of understanding why you don't wash it. You use it the same one every day, all day. I'm right there with you. I, yeah. I have a whole cupboard full of coffee cups. And I have ones that have traveled with me since my childhood for whatever reason, because I like the coffee cup in the picture or whatever it represents, but I don't drink out of it and I don't use it. I right. use one here at the house. I have one that I don't wash. I'll wash it if it gets like layered and really scuzzy, but you're right. It's not right. It's not the same. You got to start no. all over again. Yeah. You got to, you got to build it back up. Yeah. Um, my stainless steel one that I, you know, go on the road with every morning. Don't wash that either. Sure. Maybe that's my problem. So I had Tammy made me this really cool Yeti one. Yeah. It's got the laser engraved. It's got Moundsby Roasters right on there for me. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if what it is with that one. I just don't like the, I feel like they got like, a, like the, it keeps it too hot. Like <laughs> I burn, burn in my mouth. I like to guzzle my coffee down and it's burns my mouth. And so I just don't know if it gets washed too much and that's the issue. But then I got this, what are those called? Trevis or Te it's like a clear big old tumbler. And yeah. this thing holds, uh, it holds a bunch of coffee and it, I got, a. Uh, my Auburn Tigers logo on there. It's camouflage. That thing gets washed like once a month, maybe. And it's all, it's truly only because Tammy can't stand looking at the, <laughs> the grime buildup on it. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. And like, even at the station, you know, we, I have my coffee cup that I put in my cabinet and I drink coffee out of that every day, all day. And if it gets set down somewhere, people know that's my coffee cup. Sure. Do you think people, are we weird like that? Or is that like the standard is that you just, you don't wash it? I mean, I don't think I'm weird at all, but <laughs> I think it's, I, I don't know. Like I, I, if, if somebody took and washed my coffee cup every day, I'd grumble about it for a couple of days. And then I'm sure, I'm sure it wouldn't be a problem. Although Taylor listens to this podcast, so I probably shouldn't, uh, don't give her any be, ideas. Yeah, I get down this road because I'm going to have to hide one. Yeah. <laughs> she can't wash it. <laughs> now, yep. Does it just sit next to the coffee maker every yes, day? Yes, right day? behind it. Right behind yep. there. I actually, sometimes I hide it so she can't see it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. That's a routine. It's a whole thing. And she doesn't drink coffee. Taylor she, doesn't? No. Oh. Not a drop. Hmm. She doesn't That's... even like kissing it out of my mustache. <laughs> 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 oh man so yeah yeah i suppose it's it's just i don't know i i just can't uh i was looking at my coffee mug and i'm like man i have not washed that thing in a while because i i mean here at the at the shop kyle throw make a pot of coffee or we'll throw a i i got a couple like k cups that we'll throw in yeah uh and just like it tastes so good i'm not i don't know why i would <laughs> why would i wash it yeah yeah i so do you have a preference between K cup or drip? Um, I do. I, I mean, I like the K cups. I, I got, I didn't, it's my coffee. It's Mounds, it's Mounds View coffee or Mounds View Roasters coffee in the K cups that I got. And I sent it up to a friend to co-pack it for me um, up in Green Bay. And I think they turned out pretty, I'm pretty happy about them. I think they taste great. And nice. um, 
you know, for, if it's just one of those days where I don't feel like making a pot of coffee, they're great. Um, nine times out of 10 though, I'd prefer to have drip coffee. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, I've told you, this ain't, this is not a coffee podcast and I talk about an awful lot for it to not be a coffee podcast, but the stuff that they're doing out there, like they're, the pour over stuff. It's just like, it's just wild. There's French press. There's like, there's all this stuff. It's like, Holy mackerels people. Like just give me the coffee. I mean, some of my favorite coffee is diner style, you know, pour in the cup coffee, like sure. just straight up black diner style coffee. That's like some of my favorite. Yeah. But yeah. Everything I do is drip. Yeah. Same. I, I, I get scoffed at from not having a, enough of a brewing experience, but it's just like, that's just what I like. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Hey, I mean, I just got to blow the sawdust out of my shop coffee maker before I, you know, put a pot in. Yeah. Hate to have floaties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of the, speaking of shop coffee, I was, uh, I was thinking about Hutch. The, our uh, our oh. teacher <laughs> this last week was was teacher appreciation week and i was yeah. just thinking about you know all the the teachers out there that have kind of rounded me into shape because it took a it took a it took a village to get me through school yeah i was i was a stink pot but uh no i was just thinking about Mr. Lightfried and not that he'd ever listened to the podcast or anything like that but just kind of he gave me the the tools of like, just, just try, what are you, what are you out? Just give it a go. And he had me do the, start doing video editing and kind of got just freshman year. I got my hook, got his hooks into me to, to kind of enjoy being down in that wing. And, and then I think that's pretty much where I spent 80% of my time when I didn't have other classes. So it's funny. It's funny how much of an impact teachers can have and just seeing the other side of it as a teacher too. And, um and seeing what kids will take off with if you give them the rope and everything like that but who would you say i and i think i know the the answer but who would you say at school was kind of your teacher that you you found that you had the most memories with or they kind of they kind of sparked the most to get you to kind of go the extra mile um wow that's tough um I have a couple top front runners. I have one dead last. I could tell you that. <laughs> um, but um, I would I would probably say Pam, the ag teacher. Yep. Um, and I still, you know, interact with her. You know, as a, an alumni board member, I still interact with her on the regular. But yeah, she really <laughs> she started this whole. You can pull a trailer that's rusted out in the ditch you know, kind of theory because my first project in the shop up there for school was an old, um, two wide snowmobile trailer that had no business being put new metal on, but Hey, I got more metal and rebuilt it. And I don't know how long it lasted or where it went, but, um, yeah, that's what got my start. Sure. And then yeah, that's kind of who I figured you'd go for, or, you know, I just, just remember, I mean, I'm, there's a whole pile of kids that came through, through that school that, that sh- I guarantee that she was their favorite. Yeah. And because of that in my performance there, we talked about it a while ago, but Hutch saw that and then that's what got me into the building trades program. And then now, 
here we are today. So that all stemmed from all that. If we would have th- a little forethought and we could have had Hutch on this week <laughs> yeah. and as te- for teacher appreciation. Yeah. No kidding. But may his, uh, may his coffee mugs rest in, in the walls <laughs> in of the walls, <laughs> the walls of the, the building trades houses. I think that pretty much got the kibosh put on our class. Cause I we think- stopped it. I think or yeah. he stopped it with us. He said, that's it's something about that's, that's enough of that. I've gone through enough coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> Good game though. Yeah. Good game. Yeah. I think the one day he shut, he shut down building. We were, he shut it down until we found that coffee mug. <laughs> Robert <Yeah>. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that so. last was my seventh grade teacher. I never got outside for recess. I don't think I ever went out once in seventh no. grade because I had late homework. So they yeah. didn't let me go outside. <laughs> Middle school was a tough, <laughs> that was a tough gamut, man. Like eighth grade. That was, I, uh, I struggled my way through that one, I think. But to me, to be fair, I got, I had, I was ready for high school and I got out of there. Yeah. Both literally i was ready to literally get out of there but yeah. also i was ready to take on whatever the teachers at the high school had so yeah i can't complain the school district paid me while i went to high school what yeah i didn't know that when i was doing all that lighting in the auditorium you got paid for that i was employed i didn't know that at all yeah huh. yeah so i was just giving you free assistance for all those, those times <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't worth much, but yeah. I, That's still I, pretty cool. The school district technically did pay me while I was doing that. Getting set up for the shows. Yeah, we did all the lighting. Plays, musicals, board meetings, whatever was in the auditorium. We set up the lighting and you know, the musicals did had the most because you had to do like programming and different fades and oh man. Yeah, you had me running the spotlight for one of the shows. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then I think then when I wasn't doing that, I was back. You had me backstage helping put furniture in place right in between scenes. Yeah. Was, did I get you with the nine volt belt? No, I don't think you did. Uh, yeah, we got uh, we got one of the teachers with the nine volt belt. Well, what does that even mean? Well, and all the mics, all the lapel mics, all the, everything takes nine volts in the sound side. So there was two different sides, lighting and sound. So the sound guys, every rehearsal, especially for the musical, you had almost a week's worth of like real time rehearsals and they change out the batteries, all these nine volts um, for every show. And so you have half used nine volts and you start clipping them all together and eventually you can get them around you. And then uh-huh. you have a negative and a positive lead at the very end of each end. Adding that all up. And I don't remember what the musical was, but there was a ladder in part of the prop. And we put a, a hot wire across the ladder. Oh, no. Uh, to get the, um, <laughs> you know, the kids. Yeah. Well, I, something, somebody wasn't getting it right. So the, so the teacher <laughs> showed the kid how to go up the ladder. And <laughs> ladder. Was it? Was it danger field? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, nine volt belt. It's a real thing. Jeez. We just go around. We just go up behind people and just you know hit them with two probes. I'm glad I wasn't around for that. Yeah. There's Jeepers. some shenanigans there too. I was gonna say <laughs> that's for the the OG shenanigans. Yeah, 007 was cool on the auditorium sound system on the big screen. Oh yeah. I mean, I wasn't a gamer, but that's what they were playing. Sure. 
I just had to do the lighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was. I remembered we'd go up and get uh, you'd go up in the catwalk and have me flipping lights for you, so yeah. or putting the shades on, and then you could kind of get things adjusted the way you needed needed them to. Oh man, I see. I think it was the sound guys. I'm blaming the sound guys for all this because we needed a sound clip for a car burning out. Mm-hmm. This was like my freshman or senior year so i was like an underling for my first two years and then i became the guy for lighting and i had to find an underling for you know and then i trained him for two years so it was a cycle that continued on but early uh sean collins maybe yes it was sean that did he was audio wasn't he or did he train you no he was a sound guy and we needed this sound clip of a car burning out and he had a ford taurus sho and so we went outside in the street between the high school and the middle school and set up a bunch of boom mics. And he was doing bird outs in the street to get the <laughs> sound clip. <laughs> How did we get away with that? I don't know. Right turn the middle of the day. Yeah. God. We took the wrestling dummy up on the man lift and threw him off <laughs> to get the sound clip of him hitting the stage because we needed that somebody falling out of a window or sure. something. Jeez, Man, you probably had. As I say, you probably you're probably shining lights on the the Thomas Cleary. Yeah, I think I would assume so. He would have been at least because he was two years behind us. So I'm yeah. sure he was singing away. Yeah. For those that those at home here, my brother was quite the musician. He could pick up any instrument and play it, and then he stayed honors choir singer. Like he was. He wasn't ever the lead, but but for our family, we, we were pretty we were always pretty impressed with what he could do. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, that was I won't deny that was probably a career path I could have went. I mean, that's yeah. A lot of people who did that ended up at um um here in Madison doing lighting for you like know the Overture whatever. Center type yeah, stuff. Overture, Cole Center, sure. like a lot of those guys went into that kind of stuff, and I probably huh. could have, but. Uh, I like gotta fall, now. You got a fall fallback career here. Yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I've uh, we've kind of covered the gamut as far as uh, anything that to talk about. But what I guess what's this week looking like? Well, uh, yeah, I really got to keep the pressure on this trailer project, and I I painted all that backside, so when I covered it up, it was all painted. But from mm-hmm. here on out. I just got to build it and start using it and I'll, I'll buff off the surface rust and paint it someday. Sure. Said, said nobody ever, but you know, that's my idea anyway. Well, but, the way you're building it, at least you could pull it foreseeably pull it off and, yeah. and get it painted pretty easy. Yeah. I go back to work. I don't know. One of these days this week, a couple of days probably. And, um, yeah, just try to get that trailer done. I got a couple other small projects to work on in the shop, but, finish mudding and taping my garage wall right now that's waiting for me yet so get back when's to that. uh when's the the um the barn getting not not the pro not like the shoring it up like you and i talked about but like the uh those beams and that other barn that was going to get yeah when's that looking to be worked on i mean i'm interested in that one too that's my that's my big project for the rest of this year yeah so after after a big day in June, and when we come back in July, my late summer is going to be fixing that barn back. Sure, and I have to. 
<laughs> I, I can't, I can't let anything else get in the way. Sure. So, well, at least, I mean, at least you kind of, you can kind of start knocking things off the list here and then it's all, go, all systems go there. Well, it's a, it's a, not a very strong excuse, but I kind of need this log trailer to help me start moving those beams. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to use this trailer to move that stuff. Sure. And then get it to the site and start doing my thing there. So it's, it's all part of the plan, but. And yeah, I don't know. Get that mill out of the crate someday, I guess. I'm hard to say. Sure. <laughs> well, I can tell you the other thing that I didn't really talk about too much. I sent, I maybe posted a picture or two on Instagram stories was the, we were installing some of the, the Italian uh, equipment down in Chicago yeah. And that it's the first time I've installed this style of a system. First time I've been more, I'm, I'm more or less I was in charge because dad was working on that cartoner. So it was, here we go. <laughs> so I, so I asked the Italians when I'm, when I see that when I was with them in Portland, I was like, Hey, can I just, can I get some pictures of the, you know, the way it looks? Cause they, they they'll assemble, they'll test assemble. Cause they don't actually fabricate them. The sit like the silo system themselves. And so they'll test it all once they get it back from the fabricators. They'll hook up the pneumatics. They'll hook up the electrical and everything, and they'll make sure everything loads the way it's supposed to. And so they've got they've got pictures. Well, the the my main guy Giorgio, he's like, oh, it's it's super easy. Ten ten to fourteen days to install it, you'll be good. And right now we're not doing the whole installation we're just doing like get it get it in place where it's going to be and then they're going to finish like we're going to cover it all up they're going to finish construction in the building and then we'll come back and then button everything up tire like wire everything in test it start it up and then they're roasting coffee sure well <laughs> that's easy like that's the, the all i get no no pictures oh, you'll, you'll be fine you guys can handle it <laughs> so i show up on the on the site i'm I, I got a little anxiety. I'm like, uh, I don't know what this is going to be like. I got Ross with me. Yeah. And we, Ross, I think is feel, feeling that as well. Like he's never even seen, I mean, other than like one day working on the IMF up in, um, IMF is the brand up in Appleton, that we, the plant that we got up there. So he's, he's seen them, but he's like, same, same thing. We're, we're coming into this pretty blind. Yeah. And so we show up and, um, they had already placed a couple of the things with the, with a rigging crew. And I was like, are there draw like there's, uh, there's drawings and things like that. Right. And I'm reaching out to the headquarters in Italy and they're like, there should be a binder of, you know, with all the drawings. I walk over to the drawings. Every piece of it is in Italian. And I'm like, you gotta be <laughs> kidding me. So, and this, and I wasn't smart enough to like look through my phone. Well, if you're this, I found this feature in the translate. There's a, I don't know. Do you have Apple? Yeah. Um, So they've got a translate button there. You can take that thing or app uh, and you can like take a picture of what you're looking at and it'll translate it for you right on the screen. And I was like, what am I, I missed that. And like, so any long story short, we figured we figured a lot of it out. And oh, and by the way, they also excuse me, they also sent a bunch of uh, pictures of it all together after I'd already installed it all. And <laughs> I was looking at I'm looking at other plants that I know of and just trying to we were just trying to piece me like kind of figure it out from the the plans that they had. And I'm Googling Google Translate and everything. And yeah. 
I don't know. So it's it's two thirds of the way together. Uh, we still have some like piping and things like that we have to do, but it's just for like where the the beans kind of vacuum from one place to another. Um, but yeah, it's everything's where landed where it needs to go, and all the pieces are bolted together for the most part, and. Not too bad for a couple of yahoos that that don't know what they're doing. A couple of Midwesterners yep. trying to figure it out. So your first one's under your belt. First one's under my belt. I felt pretty good. But then through that, I was able to ask or kind of like my eyes were opened and I've got a few more projects coming this this year. So I'm starting to ask questions to those clients saying like, how big is your this door? How, yeah. how tall is this door? And making sure we've got the clearance because these are not small setups. Well, that'll that'll all come with time. Your dad yeah. was was your dad able to give you this information, or it's just no. lost in translation? No, he just he just was like, I mean, he's in the same boat as me. Like he he he's got thirty years of experience walking into these plants and seeing, so he can di- diagnose problems of like, well, yeah. this is what's going on with that piece of equipment or that. But he's never put these things together either. So it just the the. Uh, the comfort of having his knowledge there was not was not present, and the I, the clients were great. They did not get their hackles up or anything like that. But it was it was uh, it was eye opening and a good experience, and I'm glad that I got to do it. But it was the I, I, the leading up to it, there was there was some anxiety. Well, I I was uh, Friday morning, yesterday morning, with meeting with a new client on a job that's going to come later later this year to really talk about but the final questions were uh how are you going to get this project in this space on the second floor and we walked around the building for another half hour talking about the options because it won't fit in the elevator uh it can come onto a second floor roof but it's got to kind of go up over and i don't think that roof decking can handle the weight of this project so you might have to come in through a stairway window on the second floor, or at least you're going to be a half landing up or down. So we'll probably have to go half landing up so we can come in through the window and then come down that landing. Sure. Um, hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be a problem, but do you, can you, can, is that something where you could have like a rigging crew come in and help you with it? I don't know. Um, it's going to cut into the budget. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it will. And I, it's, it's a recognized problem. I'm still going to move forward with the project, but it's somewhat a little bit cleaner on my end of things because this project has been delayed and the, the project build has been delayed. And then my project has been delayed. And then there's been a lack of some communication and all the other stuff. So my end of it could have been put in the building when there was a crane on site and they could have put mm. it right in the space. Sure. Well, we'll just wheel over the, uh, the fire truck and send it, send it in with, get some, get some straps and just hmm. send it in with the boys. Ladder trucks can't lift two inch oh, really? tables with, uh, with concrete in the middle of them. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually they're not ready for that kind of stuff. For okay. lifting and that kind of thing, there's meant for like two people in the bucket. That's it. Sure. Is it so. is it like for the motors' sake of things, or just the stability of like tipping? 
it's all engineering safety factors and everything's like three times safety factors or more, I'm sure, but they just won't stand behind any of that liability, mm. you know, because are you ever going up in those? Oh yeah. I'm Wait, not what's, afraid of heights. Well, I, I know you're not, but what's your, what, what's your main role? If, if you got a call, where, where, where are you? Are you going in? Are you on the outside? What's your role when you're on the, um, are you able to talk about that? Is that sure we could talk about it but i don't the way we operate i don't have i don't have like exact set roles so to speak my normal assignment is supposed to be driving so if okay. i'm driving i'm driving the truck pumping water or if i'm driving the ladder truck i'm operating the ladder truck like i might do some interior stuff but that's pretty much my role now as I pretty much slid over as an acting officer. So now I'm in charge of the crew. So I'm going to be interior doing interior stuff with my crew. Okay. So pretty much on whatever truck we go on, just different assignments come with the different trucks. Okay. You know, engines obviously pull holes and have water on it. Ladder trucks do truck work. That's a big, that's a buzzword. Sure. Buzz phrase. But yeah. Hmm. Well, what else you want to know? <laughs> well, I, 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 there's plenty. There's plenty. I was the only thing I was going to say is piggyback off of your uh, miscommunication stuff. So we, the Cartner, mm-hmm. I told you, Dad wasn't with down in Chicago. Yeah. Well, the issue is, is, and I, this has happened. I don't know if it's a if it's an us problem or a, this is just stuff that happens problem, but. You would think if you're getting some a specialized piece of equipment, whatever you are going to be using, like the end use stuff, yep. you would want the person building your machine to have that in their hands to know that we're going to make this, whatever we're making the end product look like so that we get a it, but by the time it shows up at your door, you're getting a consistent output, right? Yeah. Well, we got we got some material to use for making these, these cartons and then down the road, a different sized carton, meaning like thickness of the material came. Uh And so that was a game changer, just completely how the boxes interacted with the, the being formed and everything. And uh, it was a, it was, there were some, some issues (laughs) The they're potato chipping. They're got the big, they're sure. they're not laying they're not laying flat like they're supposed to. They're yep. because it's a thinner material and they were maybe bent up on the pallet. They're got a potato chip in there. So there was a dad was really having to scratch the scratch the noodle on what to do to solve some of these things. Hmm. So I don't I didn't, Yeah, I mean it's it's running. Um I'm sure there's gonna be there's gonna be tinkering for a while just to, to figure it all out. I think the, their bigger concern is just to have enough. They need more cake up. So these other machines in the shop got to go. Sure. Yeah. Which one, one will be done here soon. And then the other one's got to get out the door. Well, I know from learning the hard way and then getting good advice from some of the stuff that I follow and patron to creating, you know, covering your end of work. You pretty much have to think, through like everything that can go wrong and then say right in your contract or whatever it is, like 
you know, word it that way, not uh, like in reverse, but like that's what you have to think of, you know, to cover everything that you might run into. Sure. You know, and yeah, I learned that the hard way a lot of times. That's for sure. Yeah. But well, dad, I mean, dad's a, he's a pleaser. So he's gonna, he's gonna make sure that there, he goes probably above and beyond what other outfits do. So he's, he's making sure that things are squared away after the fact that maybe weren't his fault or whatnot. And he'll, and he'll, he's like, Oh, we'll figure it out. There's something to be said for that. And I, I, I also try to do that too, but up front to try to cover things that aren't in your control or just make sure you have all the right information, you know, like you were saying, like, right. Well, like another, another instance, and I see we're kind of coming up on an hour here, but the, uh, we got this machine dialed in and like I was the one tuning it. So I had everything and I had two sets of cups. There was a, a black K cup and a white K cup. And I had them, um, they, they were made of different materials. So when you go to put the filter inside of them, they reacted differently to the heat and some one needed more heat, one needed less heat. Sure. And uh, all of a sudden in the ninth hour, we got a brown cup that came in and that's <laughs> the one we're going to use. Well, the first two had the exact same dimensions, and you wouldn't even know this when you look at a K-cup, but the the first two had the same dimensions. Third one, different dimensions. So mm. the one that we were going to use was the one that used different dimensions, and it was a cluster. Like it was, they weren't well, they weren't welding in the same. They weren't the top wasn't sealing the same. It was just a nightmare. So. It was one of those, and it was one of those things where it's just like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. Like you've, you know, you told me we were using these two and we set everything up to make sure it worked and it ran. And, and then I don't, you know, at the end, if you change and change the game on us, like, I don't know what you want me to do in that situation. So that's their supplier that changed that sent the different cup. That's well, not they, you ordering those cups, no, right? No, 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 not us. And it was a compostable cup. Mm. So they were, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that's, a, that's made out of uh, cornstarch resin. So hmm. it's a, it's a completely different game at that point. So I don't know. It's, it's one of those things when you're in business, it's like in our line, it's probably, a, I mean, I, I imagine you get some of that too, where you got somebody that says, I want something this way. And then down the line, they're like, Oh, but I like kind of, I saw this on Instagram and I want this now. Yeah. And a lot of times not a lot of times, but I would be caught up in offering too many options for the client. Mm. Like, well, what do you think about this? You know, these are thoughts that are going through my head. Well, well, if I do this or if I do that, and you know, and then I say, okay, well, what do you think about this and that? And then I'm just like, eh, I should just, I should have had a, a solid plan up front. This is the direction we're going. And just have that background stuff in my own head and just keep it there and just execute sure. because they aren't going to know the difference in the end. Right. It's just me just, talking out loud and being kindly to the client, which again, something to be said, but when I'm designing one off things and working through that process in my own head and getting them involved, it just, mm -hmm. yeah, it's too much. That's something I've learned too, is you just like, don't, don't share out your thoughts of, or you're kind of, if you're him and hawing about something, don't share it out to in front of the client. Cause they, all of a sudden then they're like, well, I'm going to take on some of this. And and then it's just, it can just snowball real fast. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I'd say, you, you know, let me know how your, 
drywall goes and <laughs> yeah again not for hire just like the roof project yeah not for hire but this is on my home to-do list and it's been here for three years to finish this project so i'm not stuck at home but i'm home all weekend with the boys with the dogs and that's my project i picked so that's nice. what i'm working on nice well, if you get if stop up, let me know when you want to stop up at the shop, and we'll get you we'll get you squared away cutting up some steel. Yeah, uh, I don't know my weekend. I haven't even thought about it, but sure. All right. Well, uh, you know, follow us on Oak and Steel here on Instagram. Do a little bit on Facebook. Not not very much. I just have things kind of linked to go there, but I don't. Yeah. There's not too much interaction. Most of the stuff that comes through is on Instagram, anyways. All I do um, too. But uh, hope still still churning away at the YouTube stuff here. Got to get on that. Yeah, I think it's a So how many how many listeners we got for the pod? Well, like if you want to go over like the lifetime listeners, we're we're doing we're in the two hundreds now. So we're yeah. cooking. We are right. cooking. But right uh, behind uh, uh, right behind uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, right behind Joe Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean each episode looks like we're getting. We're getting 30 to 40. So there's a, it seems like if you're out there, you're loyal. So we appreciate the loyal listeners. Yes, we do. And if you want, if you kind of come after me for my, if you want to tool shame me, I'm all right with it. And, and the only thing we can do to ask for the followers is just interact. That's what we're looking for right now. It's just interaction. So feel yep. free to reach out to us, talk to us on uh, whatever platform you want to reach out to us on. And, and, uh, that's what's exciting for us right now. It, I don't really jump on to uh, the joint account much, but boy, I get the notifications and sometimes you're just having a Midwest conversation over there. Oh, with yeah. Some bunch oh, of yeah. People. The door doesn't, my hand is not even on, near the doorknob. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ready to hang up. No, yeah, if you, uh, if you uh, want to book a tour with Matt, you know, out at the farm, just let us know. That's another way you can yeah. come on out to come on out to Mount Orb and we'll, Matt, for for just a small fee, we'll give you a tour of the farm. <laughs> you can even let you get the full experience. You got to immerse them. Let them let them do some welding. Pretty much every week when I post on uh, on the shop, I mean that's the shop tour. I just walk in the circle, so that's, yeah. that's pretty much all there is to see. But. It can be it can be immersive. We can get we can do, we can be like a maker's camp just right out there at the farm. There you go. So. There you go. Well, we'll do a collab this week. I'll stop up and we'll cut that steel. So. All right. Works for me. All, All right. right. Give Matt a follow. Matt, do your thing. Yeah. First do, at first do construction and pretty much everything out there. Not TikTok, not Twitter. I don't even know what other options there are, but LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. I never got on that either. I'm not professional. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, so. Instagram, YouTube. Oh, and this trailer builds all on YouTube. I'm shooting it all. So it will be on YouTube. Oh, is it? Is it? Because I have not seen not that yet. yet. No, I'm okay. just I'm transferring files right now as we speak. All right. Getting it off my uh my phone. <laughs> Good deal. Get yeah. it on there. Yep. All right. For Matt Sutter, I'm Michael Cleary. We will see you next time. Oak and Steel out. See you then.